Yeah. Yeah. Come let me teach you a lesson. Come let me teach you a lesson. Level line with the tweets. Follow me back to my nest. Level line with the podcast. Teach you lesson cause I got class. Level line with the impact. You be lying, that's a real fact. Come let me teach you a lesson. Come let me teach you a lesson. Level line with the tweets. Follow me back to my nest. Welcome to the Lebu Lion Show, the biggest marketing, entrepreneurship, and mindset podcast in Africa. Guys, Hakiri Flames, today's guest embodies that, and I can't wait to have a conversation with her about everything mindset, wellness, um, you know, changing your career, taking risks. This person is a powerhouse for real, and... Um, I think today's conversation is going to be really fun because there's there's a lot of like, you know, uh, what would you call it? Energy between the two of us, you know? We don't let each other just coast. Um, and I think that's fun to see between women. So without further ado, Juanita, welcome to the Level Lion Show. Oh my goodness, how am I supposed to act if behave after such an introduction? <laughs> Can I just smile? <laughs> my job is done. <laughs> I, mean, I, like, I feel like the introduction doesn't like even <laughs> encompass who you are, you know? And, and the reason why I did that is because, well, firstly, right, yeah. you are flames. Like, from a physical Thank perspective, you. everybody knows Juanita. She's that <laughs> fitness influencer lady, the wellness influencer lady who's always got a banging body. She's always showing us workouts. I mean, guys, if you want to grow your gluteus maximus, this is the person to talk to. And the, the very interesting thing about Juanita that I want to talk about a bit later is we were at the airport once together, and I was there with my coffee and my ginger juice, and Juanita's there eating. This. She was eating, you know, and I was like, how does this person maintain this amazing figure whilst within, you know? So I want people to, to understand all of the myths around health and fitness yeah. I think that we've been taught and just how to live a better life because I think you're doing that really well. But before we go into that, on this show, we like to ask our guests to introduce themselves. Oh so please goodness. tell everyone, who is Juanita Kumar? Where do I begin? I mean, this sounds like a job interview, you know? <laughs> and you get people that start from, so I was born in Kimberley and I've got two moms, two dads and five siblings, you know? And that's when like your, your interviewer just like rolls their eyes because a lot of times we think that's why they're actually asking, but no, they just want to know. Recap your professional career from the beginning. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but um, where am I? But I'm, I mean, um, I'm born from in Kimberley. And I was born and raised there, grew up there, attended high school there. And What's then, in Kimberley? What's in Kimberley? Yeah. Like, there's actually... Okay, let me not lie. There's not a lot, 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 lot to do in Kimberley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's a small city, you know? And, I mean, if you're living there, that's what you know. That's what you know, and that's what you see, you know? Um, so, for me, I lived a very peace, peaceful life. And even as a teenager, I mean, I think... Um, my friends were my varsity friend, my, my, my school friends, and those were my de debating friends, and those were all my extramural friends. And we used to just chill on weekends and just have a little fun, braai, or come together. Really nothing hectic. And I think that's what I actually loved about um, growing up in a small town. Um, you remained a child. 
you know, mm. and, and, you know, the lifestyle is not too fast and you're just present and you're just like focused on really just being a child. And I mean, I mean, I'm one of like four siblings. Yeah. And then. Four. Yeah, I know. Whoa. Where, where <laughs> why do you, you, you fit in the number? Where are third. You? The third. Okay. <laughs> Most people don't know this, but mainly because I don't talk much about my private life, to be fair enough. I keep it very, very private for a reason. And yeah, and then I moved to Johannesburg. I mean, I've always been that girl, even in high school. I was super, super out there. I mean, I did debating. I did, um, I did debating. I did aerobics. I did played hockey. Was a librarian. Just one of those girls. You were that busy. Just, like I love you being were a busy. busy person. You, you know you what? You, you know what I think. I think being busy when you're so young teaches you a couple of lessons. Actually, it teaches mm-hmm. you number one routine. It teaches you how to manage time and it teaches you commitment and you know um and sticking to something mm-hmm. so i think those are the few lessons which we don't see but when you realize that it teaches you how to also build habits and discipline and a whole lot more so i'm very glad i'm very glad that my parents encouraged me to just do things and all those lessons are some of the lessons which were super key in me becoming the person i am today mm. you know and yeah so that's what i did got a varsity and um did a bcom marketing corporate finance and investments and then thereafter after studying varsity was a very very interesting time by the way <laughs> it's the first time i've experienced failure <laughs> okay anyway <laughs> i mean we went we went to the edge right we, we were at a place where the edge was right, <laughs> right? There, so we we experienced the edge oh my goodness so imagine experiencing in your first year after having a clean record of being the perfect girl and then mm-hmm. this thing boom mm. you know what vets will divert will definitely um, develop that character. Yeah, no, so, yeah, and then afterwards, you know what, a short stint, I went and I worked as it, um, before I actually left varsity, I worked, started working, and I worked at, 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 at CNBC and Forbes Africa as a marketing um, intern, and then thereafter, I decided that I want to go into traditional brand management, and then I went to work at L'Oreal, and pretty much most of my career was at L'Oreal from like, junior level all the way to senior level. And then I guess in 2018, I decided to make the big jump because 2017 was such a life-changing year. Mm. And it made me realize that, you know what, I love marketing and brand management, but I have another passion and my calling is in wellness. And Mm. I established that through my own journey, um, my own wellness journey. And I always say to people that 2017 was one of my most difficult years, but at the same time, it was one of the most defining years ever because that was when my life and trajectory of what I do and who I am changed completely. And I'll forever be grateful for it. I mean, um, it was a very tough year, but it was a very, very, very life-defining year. And that, I would say, is really when everything started um, navigating and changing. And I didn't even see or realize that I'd probably be sitting where I am today doing what I'm doing and yeah I love that you talk about life defining moments yeah and even in describing who you are you gave us a few nuggets (laughs) this was a time that defined my life and this was a time so let's Mm -hmm. go through some of those times yeah because I can actually talk I can't talk forever guys (laughs) three hours we love listening to you we love it we love it (laughs) no you know but but you need to you need need to moderate me you need to like you know direct my else I'm gonna talk and talk and talk I've got you so let's talk about the first life defining moment that I think a lot of our guests can relate to failing in varsity yes right (laughs) I know I also failed uh, in first year, same year. Um, I, it might even be the same subject, you know. <laughs> um, but honestly, coming from always passing, 
Mm. Be a student, you know, and then you come to varsity and someone says, no, you're not that smart. You can fail too. How was that for you? What was that experience? Mm. To be very honest, I mean, I'm trying to remember then, there was a lot of uncertainty, mm. you know. I, for once, I felt like I was not in control. For once, I didn't know what was happening. Mm. For once, I was having meltdowns because I just didn't know what to do, how to handle failure. Mm. I've never experienced it before. And I mean, I mean I'll mean, i tell you the subject that brought me down. That was Eco's economics. Really? But it, yeah. Okay. <laughs> 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 that was actually my first major before... Mm. I moved to, I switched to um, marketing and brand management. That's when I realized, hmm, nah, because it's not, not for me, yeah. you know. But, and I think I did it mainly because of the fact that I actually had a bursary. My bursary was IDC, and it's in the financial sector. So mm. for them, um, they wanted candidates within their in within the finance sector. So for yeah. me, doing corporate finance and economics was sensible. But luckily, they, I mean, they allowed me, I begged them, be like, guys, look, I'll keep the finance part, but I think my calling is in marketing or deadline. And they allowed me to do that. So failing in first year, yeah, it was rather, I it's, a, it's a blur. Mm. <laughs> All I remember that it's a blur. Yeah. But I'm so grateful for it, though, mainly because um, varsity allowed me to fall apart. You know, and to fall apart, but also in a very safe environment. You get what I'm saying? I mean, I stayed. I was stayed at Res. I was there with Bursary. So, so it taught me. I learned so much, and it taught me to. It started. You know, it had me questioning who am I, and like, who am I beyond the identity which I had developed as Bonita. The girl that did this, that did that, and that worked very well in high school, got colors girl, you know, honest players girl, you know, it it made me, it stripped away all of that, you know, and I'm very happy because a lot of times we tend to um, make our accomplishments or what we do um, define who we are in our mm. character, and we don't live outside and beyond that, you know, and um, I mean, besides the fact that failure in itself teaches you growth, um, it teaches you that you're not perfect. And you're mm -hmm. only human. Mm. And it's okay. Mm. And it's okay to be a mess. It's part of the journey. It's part of the process. Mm. It's there for a reason. And as long as you look at your failure or whatever you know, whatever your failure is, and you know, see where the light is in that, because there's always light in that, but we we are sometimes just too fast in trying to fix, fix, fix mm -hmm. that we miss what the silver lining was, mm -hmm. you know? So I think, yeah, it, I'm, I'm grateful that I fell apart then rather than now. <laughs> I mean, um, of course, we fell like more equipped. Looming, like Look, we can, but... life, we're always falling Look, apart. We always will, point. but let, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, tougher moments before will help you to be better able to deal yeah. with it, you know, because how, if how we deal with um, failure right now or disappointment mm -hmm. right now is not the same as how we would have experienced it the first time in university. Exactly. You get what I'm saying? So yeah. it gives you experience, you know, mm -hmm. to manage, deal things better. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what it did for me. And I'm glad that it allowed me to fall apart, to strip off those titles, to be like, who is this person? And um, it's a big city as Johannesburg and not having anybody know you and just being able to fall apart in peace mm. you know which i am super grateful for because i sometimes think some of the young people in this day and age um their lives are so amplified on social media that they don't have that space mm. anymore you know where yeah. we were the able safety. to yeah, yeah we were able to make mistakes we were able to just be ourselves and mm. you know without all the extra scrutiny that yes. comes with sorry guys that's my it's fine. continue <laughs> it's fine 
Yeah. It's so funny. You know what? You know what my alarm is called, guys? What? Go get mangoes. Wow. Why? <laughs> that is so random. I know it's so random. Okay. So, <laughs> so, um, so yeah, it, it really just taught me that falling apart, um, redefining myself, discovering who I am. And I mean, I started dating in varsity. So it was just, I'll call it, it was, a, what do you call it? A hot, good mess yeah. that literally defined and shaped and refined who I am today. Because, yeah, and I think, look, the whole of varsity was like that, I think, actually. I mean, I think at that point in time, I was very bad. I was a very bad judge of character as well. Mm-hmm. So I used to just make friends with, just for the sake of making friends and not, you know, being able to discern whether there's a good character, a bad character. I was, I was just that, a that, learning that experience. Friendships, actually. <laughs> which is, so people who don't know how Juanita and I know each other, <laughs> we both went to bits. And um, I guess you could say we had similar friends. Yeah. And... But I think we never got to know each other. No. Because of what you're talking about, where it was like, I'm friends with these people, so I don't need to know these people, or Mm. have misconceptions about each other, you know? So what can you tell us about making friends in varsity at a young age? What can you tell us about that? Did it change your life? Um, What happened? To be quite honest, um, my best friend says it best. She's like, I used to collect <laughs> she was like, wherever you went, you'd collect, you'd collect. And she'd say that mainly because she says that um, back then, I mean, I was very gullible mm-hmm. and I believe the best in everyone. And mm-hmm. that I always do that. I always assume that people are coming here with a good heart, good intentions. I mean, like you sound, you sound like a wonderful girl. What could be wrong, mm-hmm. you know? And she says that the problem with that is that you'll attract people that want to be a part of the light, your mm-hmm. light. You know, and I have never had that discerning factor. So for me, it was more where I prioritized other people or friendships more than myself. And um, it was very clicky. It was very clicky. It was very false. I mean, when you look back now, I'm just like, um, actually, funny enough, um, majority of the people that I was friends with then, we're not friends now. And nothing personal. We just grew. We grew up, you know. And um, I've been able to maintain two friendships um, from then, solid friendships from then. But I think with time, you grow up and then you learn and um, I learned human beings better. I mean, I did quite a bit of therapy, something which I'll tell you about mm. in 2017, that life-defining year. So my therapist taught me, you know, and I just learned that, you know what, um, human beings are human beings. Human beings are inherently selfish. Mm. And a lot of times, human beings will just take, take, take when it serves them. And um, not everyone has great intentions. Mm. Not everyone has a great heart. So you need to be able to discern and make people earn certain spots in your life. Whereas before, I would like, here's a cup of water, here's a glass of water full, you know, but why am I giving Level Line a glass full of water mm. when she hasn't earned that spot? Yes. So it taught me to do things the opposite way. Where I'm like, I'm not going to change who I am. I'll always be loving, caring, giving, and a very generous spirit. Mm. But what I will change is how I fit people into my life. So instead of giving you a glass full of water, I'll give you a glass, but with water up to here. And your trust and your and what you do will earn you a bit more water, a bit more water, another glass, another sip, another sip, another sip, yeah. until the glass is full. But that Absolutely. basically means like uh, making people, like, you know, letting people earn that spot in your life mm. without you just giving it away. Because what happens? That's profound. Yeah, majority of the times when I give you a glass full of water, you're not going to value it. 
got it so easily. I mean, why or should you? Or you just say, well, she's always giving glasses of water. That so means you don't value it. get it anytime. So you don't value exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas when you make people work for things, that's a different story. And people need to earn the right to know you. People need to earn the right to have access to you. Mm-hmm. And it's not a bad thing. It's just a matter of like, you know what, um, filtering out what's good and what's not good. And it's ultimately protecting you yeah. and your character and your energy instead of like, you know what, um, having to experience the same things over and over again with people just taking, taking, taking. Mm. So I think for me, um, I grew up a lot and I became a lot more wiser. And I mean, hence why even right now, um, I'm more I discern, I'm more discerning when it comes to friendships. Um, I read energies and I can always tell that, you know, yeah. or, okay, there seems to be an alignment here. But yeah, it just taught me a lot about human beings. And um, once again, I'm happy that I experienced that then. Mm. This is having to experience it now. <laughs> yes, yeah. Definitely, definitely. I mean, mm. you know, you're touching on something that I think people undermine so much. Who you keep around you affect your energy. And so much. the people around you teach you as well how to value yourself. So you have that friend who said you were just collecting because she could see she saw you before mm. everybody else did. You know, so I think what you're talking about is so important not letting people in your space, just allowing them in. Make them work for it, you know, mm. and get to know yourself in the process. I really, really love that. Another life-changing moment, uh-huh. 2017, what happened? So 2017, guys, you hate that year. But anyway, <laughs> 2017 was a very rough one. I mean, I think for one, I had just quit my job. I didn't tell you. Um, in between being at L'Oreal, I was headhunted by a company in Cape Town. Um, went there and absolutely hated it. Mm. I was in Cape Town for seven months. Was it seven or nine months? But I didn't pass nine months. And I decided to quit my job, come back. I was extremely unhappy. I hated the environment, just Cape Town environment. It was just so clicky and just not friendly and not so warm. Whereas where I came from, I mean, Durbeck, um, there's a lot of young people. It's more inclusive. It's more diverse. Mm. Whereas my experience of Cape Town was like the complete opposite of mm. that. I mean, I was... a I think one of the first or the only black girl in the company in 2017, 16 to be experiencing that was a bit of a shock to the system considering mm. that, I mean, the new kind of South Africa we're living in. Mm. So I quit my job. I was unhappy. I was in a very, also in a very, very unhappy relationship. Romantic um, relationship. Romantic relationship, okay. yes. You know, so so I was just at a point in my life. I'm just like, look, I packed, I quit immediately. No backup, no backup plan. I sold everything, just came back to Jovic, and I was just like, yeah, it is what it is. And um, it was then that I think I became very very dependent on food. And a lot of times we tend to self medicate as human beings. And how we self medicate differs. I mean, for some people it's with alcohol. Some people it's food. Some people it's even work. Some people it's sex, some mm-hmm. people it's drugs, mm. just anything that to help you, you know, feel better that doesn't really direct the root cause of the issue and cause it is something where you're self-medicating and you're kind of like relying on it for that temporary relief. Mm. But the problem with self-medicating is that it doesn't cure the problem or doesn't go to the crux of the problem. So you have to keep on doing whatever it is you're doing to fall in, fall in, fall in, fall in, the beast. you know, <laughs> and for me it was with food a lot of times and, it, and then it started with the alcohol aspect as well. And I mean, I'd gained a tremendous amount of 
great. And I remember that day, one, one day during that year, I looked at myself in the mirror and I genuinely could not recognize the girl in front of me. And I mean, I was overweight. I was um, fatigued all the time. I was sad. I was depressed. Um, I had no energy. There's zero life. The girl that was zesty and strong and confident, she was just not there. And it broke my heart so much. You know, there's like looking in the mirror mm. when you're just looking at the physical aesthetic. And then there's that looking where you can get the soul in your mm. eyes. It was one of those looks, you know. And majority of the time, we really confront that look because it'll force you to tackle whatever it is that's in front of you. Mm. So I had that look. And for me, I was just like, no. If I were to die tomorrow, I wouldn't be content. I'll tell God, wait, 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 wait I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. But I'm like, but... Juanita, so basically, you're operating life with the arrogant assumption that you've got more time. Mm. Like, why you? People have passed away, or like, life goes on. Things have happened. Mm. So what makes you special? So it taught me to, Juanita, um, stop taking advantage of time or the privilege that you have. And I told myself that, you know what, however God sees me, that woman, that girl that he made, that daughter, because I'm a very spiritual person, I was like, he made a very, very strong, courageous, confident, loving, and, you know, zesty girl. And I'm like, I don't want to live another day of my life not living to the optimal best version of myself. And I was like, change starts tomorrow and I literally started doing fixing things with like going to um, with running um, making a couple of changes in terms of my diet cutting down on alcohol I mean this happened for a couple of months it is six to seven months and I had take gotten hold of that I was able to like lose all the weight which I had gained I was in a much 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 better space in my life that I'd ever been to be very honest but um think something was still not 100 percent, like 100 percent and um so that continued and you know at that point i'm like a call um i've lost the weight you know i look amazing the outside everything looks perfect you know and then i think another defining moment after that i think two three months after that um i was diagnosed with clinical depression anxiety and insomnia in fact the main cause of that actually was i think burn so I had a burnout and because of the burnout I had to go to therapy and that's when I was diagnosed with all these problems anyway <laughs> so for me once again it was one of those where I was challenged in a space where I just you know just like look um I don't know what this is but here I am and I remember I mean I'm a workaholic I remember I used to work so hard and I was like literally fatigued and I could see the signs of burnout with there, but I really 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 neglected them mm. up until the one which kind of like was just like whoa pause right now it was when i like literally went blind i was like working on my pc i mean it like everything went hazy gray and i couldn't see mm. i literally lost my eyesight for like three four hours it was the most scariest thing i had ever experienced my friend um you know i was at the office and i was just like i can't see so we had to rush to the er to the emergency room you know to the hospital and i mean i'm sitting there we're sitting in the er of course there are other people in front of us so we can't just like be attended to immediately and i'm just like god like i'm so sorry what have i done what have i done how do i fix it okay i'm so sorry i promise i'll i promise 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 it was the most amount of time in those three hours i don't think i bargained with god more than i ever have in my entire life and then eventually it started coming back you know like same day and then that's when i was like okay cool jay you know what that was a sign and if you're not gonna listen 
you know, you don't know what's going to come. You don't want to test God and you don't want to test your body. So I went to see my psychologist therapist and um, she was just like, you are a walking time bomb. And she was like, you, she does not know how I've coped or survived this entire time. And that it would be extremely irresponsible of her to let me even go back to the office right now in the manner in which I am. I'm like, what do you mean? Let's pause there. Let's pause there because you've covered a lot of things I have questions about. Before before then, before you cover. And then I'm like, first I'm like to her, what do you mean? And she's like, exactly that. I'm booking you off for three months. Was it two months? No, it was two months. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, can I go do a handover? She's like, no. You haven't booked up immediate effect right now. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, obviously the workaholic in us. But it doesn't work that way. You can't just like, you know, be like, boss. Here's my sick note. See you in three months' time. We'll see you in two months' time. Mm. Without a handover to be like, you know, these are the projects that you're working on. And I mean, at a seniority level, you've got... You, responsibilities. Yeah, you've got responsibilities. Mm. And then... Um, and then that's what I, say. I said to her, okay, cool. I took the sick note. I accepted it. And I told her, I'll go back to work for one week to do the handover. I was just like, look, that's the most responsible thing for me to do from a career perspective. But she was like, she doesn't co-sign it. If anything happens to me during the course of this week, she gave me... She gave me the signal, we said immediate effect. And mm-hmm. it's not, as a doctor, it'd be very responsible of her to let me go. And, you know, even if it's just for that one week. Mm. You know, I did it, you know, um, not listening to my doctor, but luckily nothing happened. I did the handover and I was off work for two months, two, three months. And then when I came back from that, from that two, three months of like, you know, um, being booked off, that's when my journey with therapy started. And then this one I started doing therapy and I think I did therapy for about a year and a half and I saw my therapist once a week. Can you imagine how many weeks there are in a week? I went to see a therapist like once a week. Girl, the amount of unlearning, healing, relearning that happened in that one and a half years, that like literally is what closed the entire circle and literally what helped me to be where I am right now. I always say that the fitness side, I see it, and the losing weight, I see it. But had I not attended to my mental health, my emotional well-being, as well as my spiritual well-being, I would not have come full circle. Mm. And it made sense because I was like, a lot of times you look into, look at a car. You can give it the most state-of-the-art three wheels. But if one wheel is not aligned correctly, if one wheel is remotely flat, you are in danger of like, you're in danger. Yeah. Car accident, anything can happen. And it doesn't even have to be the wrong wheel. Just a little puncture could ultimately turn their car on and just like, you know, boom. Yeah. So that was what I realized that, you know what, you can be physically fit, but if you're not mentally or emotionally or spiritually fit, the car's not going to move and it's going to remain stagnant. You've said a lot of things, a lot of <laughs> gems, which is why I wanted to stop you because there's so many questions I have for you. But thank you for sharing that beautiful story. Because <laughs> what I like that you did is you, you showed us the process. You know, it's yeah. not an event. It's not, I got fit and my life changed or I went to therapy and my life changed. It's like an entire process mm-hmm. and it's all interlinked. Mm-hmm. You're saying they work together. It's not just one thing, mm. right? But I want to start at... You just decided to quit your job because you're saying this environment doesn't work for me. How about people sitting at home who are saying, well, look, I have to pay my bills. Like, what am I going to do? How do I just leave a job for my mental health or for my, you know, mm. spiritual health? Is it a luxury to look, do that? Look, I wouldn't say, guys, um, 
I would say, look, yes and no, you know. And, I mean, I wouldn't recommend that someone does that, do that, without actually making sure they've got at least about th- about six to 12 months worth of savings to maintain them for about six to six months, even after quitting, mm-hmm. you know, that's what I would, you know, that is what's recommended. That's what I recommend. And that's, that's what it said in the books, you know, <laughs> and hence I'm like, I did it because for me, I wasn't in the right frame of mind. So for me, I was just like, actually, I don't care. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'll figure it out. I was like, I'll figure yeah. it out. And I was just like, I'll somehow I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll make it work. All I knew is that I had to leave. It was not, I, I just had to. It was one of those, I'm like, I was extremely unhappy. Like, I don't think you understand. I was extremely unhappy. Kept on, like, literally, I'd come home and I'll have probably, like, two bottles or three bottles of wine and cry myself to sleep. A day. Almost every day. Oh, my God. Like, I cried myself to sleep almost every day. There were days where, like, I'd be sitting, I'd go underneath my desk and I'll sit like this with my knees tucked in. Whoa. And I'd cry during my lunch hour. That's and I'd how cry. unhappy you were. And I would cry. And then I'll, I'll wait for everybody to leave the office around five or six o'clock when I was gone. And I just, maybe there'll probably be like one or two more people in the office. So I'd sit underneath my desk and I would cry. Do you it feel was like that bad. Did your non-alignment with yourself come from that experience of being in Cape Town? Or is it something that comes from even before that? Mm. Look, I think it predominantly came from Cape Town. Mm. And to be quite honest with you, for me, um, I wouldn't have even said Mm non-alignment, you know, mainly because of the fact that me studying brand management and marketing, me working as in the marketing fraternity, in the branding fraternity, ultimately is the reason why now brand Juanita and brand Trove Wellness is so big. Mm. You know, it was all part of the process. It's just that unfortunately, we can't connect the dots looking forward. We can Mm. only connect dots looking backward. And a lot of times we don't, and I mean, that's the thing about practicing faith that right now we're sitting, but you don't understand that. We're sitting right here on the Libel Lion show, one of the biggest shows in Africa. And you don't realize the dots that been connected for you yeah exactly you know (laughs) so so it's it's one of those where we're thinking oh no we're just sitting and having a small Mm -hmm. conversation next minute boom you know level line i.e the next i don't know oprah went for you you never know so it's one of those where like call it you know existence yes yes yes. yes. (laughs) you know like we never we we can't i mean you know we can't and we don't know and it's Mm. a good thing because i mean if we knew or see what's coming in you know you know what our future lies probably scare the crap out of us you know um and also you know the 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 process helps you to trust the process you know so 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 i think for me that my career, my what I studied, my career before then, ultimately is the reason where I am today. It helped equip me with tools and resources to be able to do what I am doing right now. I would say it was part of the journey. It was just a slight mm-hmm. redirection. You know, it was God saying, cool, you've gotten to this point. You've learned one, two, three, four, five. You've managed global brands, national brands. I've launched brands in South Africa for the first time. Mm-hmm. Digitally, I've, like I... I've paid my paid my dues, mm. you know. And there's a lot of things as well, you know. Um, also the process I told you about learning people and and, and being able to discern things and be, you know all of that. They all came together full circle because I was like to my friend the other day that, oh, what did I say to my best friend? I said she's my best friend. By the way, friends for 13 years. Wow. Um, first friend I made when I got to Jobik, and I was like to her, I'm so glad that 
when we went through our messy stage, like I said to you right now, we were not like social media influencers mm. or wherever we are right now. Like I said, we were able to like, you know, um, fail and, you know, just be a mess in peace without the whole world scrutinizing us. And I was like to her, I was then very impressionable, even by the kind of friends and choices in men and women and choices in relationships and friendships that I made. Mm-hmm. I was highly impressionable. And I'm like, had I been that girl still, I don't think God would have bestowed me with the blessings that he's done right now mm. because I would have been careless with them. Mm. So a lot of times you are being groomed for something. And hence I was like, if I was still highly impressionable, best believe I've made extremely rich men in Johannesburg. I've, you know, there are, you know, the so- some of the social circles, some of them, not all of them, are very fake and fickle, you know. I would have easily been led astray or been a part of, you know, all of these things. And would I have handled this blessing and this responsibility which has been placed upon me? Well, no. Mm. You know? So I think for me, like, every single every single thing that has happened to me up to that point, so God, I was like, cool. You, we've refined you. Yeah. I think, now let's turn things around a little mm. bit and trajectory because had it not been for that, would I have known that this is the direction you're meant to go to? So a lot of times we need to look into those life-changing things that happen to us that you think is the end of the world or why me and pause and ask yourself, why is this happening? Mm. What's it to learn from this? Mm. And you don't realize that you are probably being redirected. Majority of those, all of the bad things that happen to us, I'm telling you right now, majority of people, most people, um, their lives are completely changed because of whatever those events are in their lives. You know? Absolutely. And for me, and that's what happened with, with, with that. Whereas I'm like, you know what, it breaked directly on this path and even the therapy part. So for me, I was like, look, I thought, I thought, at first I thought, the fitness element is done, tech we great. And then God's like, nah, you're not <laughs> done yet. Work. You know, there's still more work to do. And, <laughs> and, and, and I think for me, I appreciated it because I think it was when I only started, I got a bit of attraction after the reaching the body goals and better comments, but I think the majority of my attraction came after I started talking about my mental health struggles, mm-hmm. you know, because I said to myself as well, I was like, when you get to the outside world, you look perfect. I mean, you're working at a multinational um, beauty company and you look amazing. You go to fancy brand launches, events, mm-hmm. everything's cute and flappy. But I was like, but now, I've, there's this elephant in the room where I've been diagnosed with these mental illness struggles. So that doesn't fit the narrative, the social media narrative. Um, but I decided to share it because I told myself there's probably a reason why. And sharing story, sharing your story, you never know who you're going to touch, who you're going to save. Mm. Mainly because mental health or mental illness is still a topic which is shunned upon, um, especially from a corporate perspective. You get questioned whether you've got the capacity to handle pressure, mm. whether you're competent enough. Hmm, and if do we trust truth, her? You know? Yeah. Do we trust the next thing? You know? So there's a lot of there's a lot of stigma associated to it and in this day and age. And for me I was like, you know what, I don't care and um I don't know who is struggling and suffering in silence, but me sharing my story was to let you know that um it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to not you have mental to have mental struggles. Mm-hmm. You are not your illness. And I want people to start seeing mental illness precisely as that an illness just like when you fall and trip you got a sore you go to the doctor right you put a bandage on and they give you medication yeah. same thing as mental health illness it's an illness which needs to be attended to by a doctor mm-hmm. which is your psychologist and your psychiatrist and it'll prescribe either medication along with therapy in order for you to heal 
you know so i wanted us to start seeing mental illness as that and to stop and also to show people that mental illness does not have a face it doesn't have a certain type of look you know people tend to think mental illness looks like i don't know someone that's i don't know maybe impoverished and you know what sick sickly looking and no some of the most successful people suffer from mental illness. Some of the most successful people have committed suicide, mainly because of illness. Yeah. You know, and I mean, we, you, we've been around, we've seen, um, you know, some of the stories, yeah. you know. So people tend to think that, okay, but Libra Lion, she's successful, she's a smart girl, but how can she suffer from it? What, what could potentially be wrong mm. in her life? Mm. You know, so we need to start taking mental illness seriously. And I think for me, that's when I realized, my goodness, this is one thing that's like literally... Um, crippling us and it's a it's a cancer which is unseen yeah. you know and especially from a black community as well i mean we black people if you were to tell our great-grandparents or, or some of our mothers or parents i'm suffering from depression you need depression why are you unhappy which boy is it they you talk know? about it which boy you need depression you know yeah. what you need Leo, what what is that you know and i mean pop culture makes it worse people say i'm not depressed i'm just broke you know, and jokes like that actually aren't funny. Whenever no. I see them online, I'm like, that's not funny. Because no. it's got nothing to do with that. You 100%. Know? Depression is serious. It's an illness. And we need to talk about it seriously. 100%. And, you know, you, you touched on something so beautiful. And I heard Gary Zukov also talk about it when mm. he said, the moments that are the most uncomfortable, the experiences that feel the most negative, where you feel like you want to die, you should be asking yourself, what am I supposed to learn from this? Oh, yes. What, am, what is God trying to tell me? What is that voice in me trying mm. to show me? You know? And you, mm. you beautifully displayed what that looks like in practice. You know? mm. From being that Juanita from 2017 to 20, 20, Juanita 2021, I mean, it's incredible. Thank and you. people at home, guys, I wish you guys got to like, meet Juanita and experience her in real life. Because her energy is on a thousand. <laughs> you'll never get sweet. tired. You'll never lose momentum around Juanita. She's <laughs> always going. And in a healthy way, honestly. Like, you're just full of natural energy and optimism, which I have to congratulate you for. Thank because you. you also experience mental illness. And mm. that's a big feat to be able to show up like that every single day when, you, when you're on stage, when you're around people. Talk to us about showing up when you have mental illness? Showing up when you have mental illness, you know what, guys? Um, no day is the same, mm -hmm. to be very honest. Um, there are days where you just want to curl up and in a fetal position and stay in bed, you know? Um, having mental illness means sometimes even making your bed is an effort. It's too much work. It's too hard to do. And um, people don't realize that it's an every single day job. Mm. It's an every it's an everyday job, you know. And it's not easy, but but you have to do it in order for you to be able to carry out what you need to do, you know. So 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 a lot of times, yes, you do have amazing days, and you have you know we all have those, you know. And and days like those have helped me to appreciate them so much because I know how it's like to wake up. And not want to even put on your switch on your phone. Mm. I know how to. I know how it feels like to wake up, and to just want to like cry and lock yourself from the entire world and not want to get out of your bed. I know how that feels like. So for me, it has definitely changed how I picture the days which are amazing and where I feel great. I'm I'm deeply deeply grateful for those. But a lot of times it's work. 
and and for me even going to gym i always say that i train yeah there's the aesthetic part of it but i have to start my day with work with working out or i have to train in between the day mainly because it helps with my mental well-being it helps me it makes me more happier the endorphins they are an actual real thing and exercise is known to cure like moderate to light um depression you get what i'm saying so so it's really 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 important for your mental well-being to exercise and that's the that's the benefit that i reap from it Mm -hmm. so i understand that exercising is not just about the aesthetic it's a job which is part of my self-care um things to take in order for me to have a good day or to manage my mental well-being so so it's very hard and um and I think people need to learn more what depression is, a mental illness, so that they can understand that even someone not being able to answer your phone call, like, you know, it's, it's difficult, you know. And, and it taught me, it's taught me to pitch up in a very, very empathetic way. It's completely changed how I look at myself and how I see people. Before, it used to be so hard on myself. I used to be so hard on myself. My, worst, my self was critic. And mental illness has taught me to be kinder to myself, to love myself even more, and to appreciate the not-so-great days and understand that it's all part of the process. And it has completely changed how I talk to people, how I coach people, because it's always from a point of empathy, love, and kindness. And that is extremely central and very, very important, mainly because that's what people with mental illness need. So it's changed how I pitch up as a speaker, as a coach. Um, It's changed how I pitch up as a friend, Mm -hmm. even as a friend to myself. It's changed how I talk to my younger self. It's changed how I talk to friends and family, you know. So, So it's transformed that, and it's also just taught me the power of intention and realizing like I said that you don't just wake up and magically have a good day even for normal people without mental illness um, happiness is a lot of work mm. you know it's an everyday it's a day-to-day job you don't mm-hmm. just wake up miraculous you're like yeah yeah I'm happy mm-hmm. you know and 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 a lot of times that feeling is not there but there are certain measures and things you have to do on a day-to-day to make sure that you know you are feeling better or to equip yourself able to handle the day better so it's definitely changed how I show up for myself for my loved ones um for the people that I coach and I mean it's inspired me in fact to to to, I'm doing a short course on life coaching so that's the direction which I want to go in you know and it's taught me just the importance of realizing you know even when someone comes to me and says we need to I just want to lose weight I'm fat you know those are some of the words people use it's it's changed the language I use you know Mm -hmm. number one don't call yourself fat and number two what's the underlying problems because majority of the time we are unhappy with where our bodies or where we are at with our bodies mainly because of some deep underlying conditions you know and and that's really that's usually where it all begins Mm -hmm. and once you if you can i can put you on a diet but like if you're not targeting the crux and the core of the issue you're gonna gain it right back again Mm -hmm. you know so it's about understanding that a lot of the things that we go through it's a mental issue it's something deeper within you that needs to be challenged. So how I even speak to people, how I address people, and how I pitch up is completely different to back then. Yeah. And what you said now is true. I mean, I had one of those why me moments with my therapist. I'm just like, why me? I'm just like, no. And she was like, <laughs> you know why? She was like, you do know why. You know why. And she was like, and one day, it'll make even more sense. Mm. And I was just like, fine, fine, fine. Anyway, so when I realized that even after the why me is I even was doing therapy, I learned so much and that is why my eye of my veil of perception is very different and 
the, 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 the care I speak to people with, the words I choose to use are mainly a result of my own journey and an understanding that a lot of people just simply need love and care and guidance and that's what people need, you know? So it's completely changed how I coach people and um, how I interact with people and how I engage with people and at the level at which I engage with people at. That's powerful. I mean, you've literally found a way, you've pulled yourself up, you identified who you needed to speak to, to get some help, mm. you you obviously researched and found ways to create the life that you're trying to, to live and build. And I want to know if you can share some habits with us mm. that help us if we're suffering with mental illness or we're just in a weird place in our lives mm. and we want to get out of it. What are some of the habits we can incorporate into our lives that allow us to start changing our perspectives and changing how we move? Mm. Look, I will definitely say that um, there are a couple of things that we I would recommend from a from a holistic wellness perspective, mm-hmm. and I mean from a physical perspective. Like I said, guys, you know, just even exercise. Like I said, all you need is thirty minutes of exercise a day. That when, when you say that, yeah, and I want us to be very clear about that because people will look at you, go, okay, let me go on Juanita's page, and then she's doing this and this and this. <laughs> so when you say just thirty minutes, are you saying anything? Walking. I'm talking Anything. about walking, mm. I'm talking about running, I'm talking about jogging, just 30 minutes of movement, whether you're going hiking, and whether you want to clean your car or clean your house, that's, mm. f- that's physical movement. Move your body. Ultimately, that's what it means. Don't go out there and try and jump on buses and injure <laughs> yourself and go do quadruple <laughs> squat. I don't know. It doesn't have to be complicated. Yeah. A walk. A walk outside, a young jog mm. outside, that is fundamentally what it is. That's 30 minutes of that is all you need in order to kind of like, you know, boost your endorphins, which help you to manage stress better, which help you to look at things better. I'm telling you right now, I'm a completely different person before exercise and after exercise. Mm-hmm. And after exercise, I can like tackle the entire world, you know. So that's in those endorphins, you know, capitalize on that. It helps you just to feel more in control and more able to be, be, better handle whatever stress and whatever issues lie lie ahead in your day. The second thing as well that I recommend, guys, nutrition is super, super key. It's of paramount importance. Nutrition, Nutrition. not diets. Yes. Nutrition, uh, please you know tell what? us the you difference. S- look, you, you, that's a very, very important um, difference that you mentioned there. Um, you know, I'm not generally pro-diet, um, mainly because of the fact that a diet, often, most of them oftentimes tell you to lose weight in 21 days or like 10 days or 30 days or get abs in 30 days, which is very, very unrealistic, you know. And I think that for the greater part of it, they really do help, you know, uh, this whole you know, they contribute to this whole diet culture. They contribute mm-hmm. to the culture which um, categorizes food as good and bad. It contributes to the whole culture we talk, which contributes to people having um, what do you call this thing? Eating disorders. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, so uh, the, the important part when I talk about nutrition, nutrition. When I mean that, I, mean, I don't mean excluding certain food groups most diet will tell you to exclude certain things they'll tell you no carbs no meat no this no that no 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 those are diets and the majority of the time they're not sustainable they're not effective and i'm telling you right now it may work for that 30 days or that 60 days but you're going to revert back to your old ways mainly because of the fact that it's not sustainable so when we talk about wellness guys i want you to remember and understand that this is a lifetime commitment and goal that you're trying to do 
It's not some short-term stint. It's completely overhauling how you do things, how you see things. Wellness is not only exercises, what you consume, what you watch, how you do things. Um, it all talks into com- a complete lifestyle change. So, so, so I want people to start viewing wellness in that regard and start looking at your body as a vehicle, a very important vehicle that when you don't take care of it, it will not take care of you. And the problem is that when it fails on you, capish, it's done. We're not talking about taking care. I'm not talking about going on. I'm not talking about the fact that you should only eat a cucumber stick every single day. <laughs> I'm talking about the fact that you need to realize that your body is an organ mm. and it needs nutrients on a day-to-day basis in order for it to function. Your heart needs energy to beat. Your lungs, your kidneys, your pancreas, everything, even your brain is an organ. They all need food in order to do what they do on a day-to-day basis. What happens when you starve yourself? You are starving your organs. It basically means you lie the potential of getting, you know, illnesses or having disorders or, you know, having, you know, organ failures and so forth. So encouraging a nutritious diet is super key because it includes all food groups. It includes three macronutrients, which are normally your healthy fats, healthy carbs, healthy protein, and your, you know, micro, and your micronutrients or your vitamins and your minerals. A healthy diet includes even those little cookies that you love and enjoy. That chocolate, that slice of cake is part of a healthy diet. A diet will not, or any nutritionist or um, dietitian They'll never give you an eating plan that is super strict or doesn't include certain things. Because life is all about balance. I always talk about the 80-20 rule. 80% or more majority of the time, 70-80%, eat because your body needs the nutrients. The other time, eat for enjoyment because we all love certain, there are all certain things that we love and enjoy eating. Don't completely eliminate them. Just moderate them. You get what I'm saying? I always say to people, we eat about is it 21 meals in a week. That's like three meals a day, right? And I say that like 20% of that is about three to four or four to five of four meals of meals which include things that you sort of like like and enjoy. So always trying to get it from that perspective. You know what I'm saying? That's what I say. A healthy diet will always include those things. So if you have to cheat on a diet, it means that it was not inclusive enough you cheat you shouldn't have to cheat (laughs) on it if you're cheating it means you didn't include the things that you love and enjoy which is Mm. not sustainable and no healthcare practitioner will ever ever endorse such a thing so good nutrition is super super important like i said 80 20 rule eat your carbs healthy carbs eat your healthy fats eat your healthy proteins also sleep is super important sleep is crucial before you're going to sleep i have one more question about the food it's a controversial yeah, one. It's fine. Can you find health in pills and powders? Because the trend right now is if you drink a shake, mm. then you're going to lose weight and you're going to be healthy because you're losing weight. Is that nutrition as well? Look, I always say nothing beats real food, mm. guys. Like, number one, eat real food. Real food is the best medicine that you can find. And that's why even for me, I take supplements and I take tablets. Yeah. But the important word that we're forgetting, what does supplement mean? Mm. Supplement, not replace. Mm-hmm. It is an add-on to supplement already on what you are eating that is a healthy, nutritious meal of real 
food. Supplements come in when you are unable to get in enough of your nutrients. So, for example, I always say that maybe you have an iron deficiency. Cool, maybe you're not eating enough foods that, you know, that will give you iron. Mm -hmm. So what the doctor will, for a short-term basis, subscribe your iron tablets to kind of like, you know, have balanced things out. Mm -hmm. I always say that, for example, like me, I have my whey protein, but I have my whey protein when I have not eaten enough protein during the course of the day. I don't believe in meal replacements. You should never, ever, ever have to drink a shake and substitute that as food. No. And majority of the time, you don't know what's been put into those powders and those shakes. A lot of times, they, they're not going to disclose all of the ingredients they put in there. So, so already, you don't know what's in there and you're already consuming that. So already, that's a danger. So now you're going to replace real food with that and they're a lot more expensive. So no normal or you know no no responsible healthcare practitioner will tell you to go on and live off shakes only and these powders and these tablets and these slim teas or whatever all these gimmicks all that these there is things. in the market yeah. i call them gimmicks so they really are gimmicks no responsible healthcare practitioner will recommend that nothing beats real food nothing beats real food guys mm. i literally you can look at Juanita now and you can be like, no, she's probably lying. I spent three days with this lady <laughs> and Juanita was eating like every two hours. Like she'd get hangry if she wasn't eating. She wasn't eating like carrots. No, <laughs> she no. She was eating meals. Like, like Liv telling, meals. yeah, Liv is telling the truth, guys. Like, I was, that's why she was so shocked when you saw me eat. I and I was like, I'm like, I was like, what are you, I'm like, what are you? Small <laughs> waist, what, what? Little girl <laughs> hungry. I learned the definition of that word. Listen, and hence what I always, I'm like, guys, food is not your enemy. Mm. And look, I will admit as well that I'm used to have a negative relationship with food. Mm. And then with 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 more time, I learned. I I invested more in research. I learned. Um, I had a lot of unlearning to do myself. And I think as society, we also have a lot of unlearning to do. Mm. I mean, I think we grew up in societies which you know in most black families they'll tell you oh you've got a oh you've gained weight and you go home oh you're growing a big butt oh curves what what not you're really being told as young children that our bodies are not okay and then society contributes to that as well and you know we adopt to the western version of what beauty is and what healthy and fit looks like and we tend to forget that healthy and fit looks different on everyone and it's not going to be the exact same so because you don't have a six pack and you don't have like I don't know quads that are popping out and you know your biceps and triceps does not mean that you're unhealthy mm. healthy looks different on every single one of us i can be the tiniest person but can be extremely unhealthy you get what i'm saying mm -hmm. and you could be a rather voluptuous lady you know or carry more weight and you could be extremely extremely healthy or even healthier than me so i think we need to just debunk a lot of things and we have a lot of unlearning to do and remember that you know if you don't look like a slender girl doesn't mean that you're not healthy it doesn't mean that your body's not accepted we just need to be more inclusive and understanding that health is different fitness looks different wellness looks different in every single one of us so we can start loving and accepting our bodies as they are mm -hmm. and i think i always say that like even in the pursuit of whatever body you want love the body that has carried you throughout you know just let's practice more love towards ourselves and like i said again my relationship with food changed completely hence why now i'm like food is actually super important i need food in order to do what i do i need to feed my body mm -hmm. you know i'm always like you need to i need to feed my brain i need to feed my everything in order to function you know so i enjoy food because i now understand that it's my friend and it's there to actually help your body 
And you, you eat know? real portions of and food. And r- real like, normal portions of food. portions of food. Like, yes. guys, this body is the result of food. You know, she really does fuel her body. And it's incredible to watch because it debunks all of those things that you were talking about. Like, sitting next to you and I'm here with, like, my piece of bacon and one egg. I and remember. Like, the things I'm like... Yeah, I remember I remember and when before we left for Ian, I was like we were having breakfast. I'm like, is this your food? Yeah, no, no. The whole time she was like, You need to eat more food, you need to eat more food. <laughs> and I really love that you're revolutionizing that concept of what it looks like to be a healthy woman and what what it what it is on a daily basis. Yeah. It's eating, it's moving, it's having, you know, mental health that you check up on. It's mm. it's knowing yourself. Mm. Um so I really love that. Third point, you said sleep. I, th- I talked about sleep. Yes. Sleep is very important. Um, I think we don't realize that, guys, you know, if you don't sleep, you know, um, sleep can actually result to psychosis. You can actually lose your mind from lack of sleep. Like, you don't understand how your body needs to rest and mm. your body needs that time out to function as well. And I always say to people, you know what, you've got a far better chance of losing weight if you actually sleep more. You know, and I always tell people that muscle grows while you are resting. And, you know, people think that that's not true. And I mean it. We need to prioritize sleep because it's super critical for our mental well-being, for our bodies to replenish and just be healthy again. And in order for us to get the energy that we need to carry out whatever it is that we need to carry out. A lot of times we punish our bodies. We, like, work, work, work for, like, I don't know how many hours, 20 hours, and expect our body to recover in a mere four hours or mere three hours. That's not fair onto our bodies. That's not you treating your body right, and that's not you practicing self-care or self-love. So always think about it that way. Sleep is critical, and I always talk about sleep hygiene as well. And when I talk about sleep hygiene, it's not about the quantity of hours you're sleeping, but the quality of your sleep. A lot of times there are practices that we do which are not good for our sleep. I mean, one or two of them I think I'm still guilty of. I'm still mm-hmm. guilty of. I'm trying to get better at. I always say that one of the best ways to do it is to try and switch off your phone before you go to bed, about like an hour and a half before you go to bed, and to not go to bed with your phone or with your laptop. I mean, my laptop sleeps next to me, which is a very, 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 very bad habit. <laughs> There's something we need to change, and you know, (laughs) something we need to change as workaholics. You know, we ought to know better. You know, but things like that, what you don't realize is that those blue rays. What they do is that when you're on your phone or on your laptop, um. At night, what those blue rays do, those that that light, it basically inhibits this other hormone, which encourages your body to sleep. Because when certain, when you, when 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 the seasons change, when the two of the day, when it gets darker, that hormone gets released into your body. Okay, cool. Let's get ready for nighttime. But when you are on your phone in your bed, looking at your phone, what it does, the light basically tells your brains, nope, it's still daytime. So it inhibits that hormone that encourages sleep, you know. So it's things like that where biologically, I'm telling you right now, we we, we ruin our sleep. And we also do uh, sleep procrastination. How many of us procrastinate before we go to bed? We all do that a lot, a lot, a lot of time, you know. And majority of us, we're also guilty of, you know, the second you wake up, what's the first thing you do? You go to the timeline or you go open up your mailbox. And I always say that, like, you know, that already decreases the quality of your life and decreases the quality of your sleep. And Because the first thing you're really waking up, you're waking up and you've invited so much anxiety into your bedroom. I always say that 
like your bedroom should either, it should be a sacred space where it's only for you level line so now when you go on twitter and then you go scrolling 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 now all these trends you're really getting you know psyched up you're upset or whatever it is or you're going through your mailbox and you're seeing this email from your boss and then next thing you're angry already in bed <laughs> on some bccc as per my previous email and attached this is you know and that's already set the tone of your day so instead of you being um um responsive you are rather reactive you don't want to be reactive because that means you've got no control in terms of how your girl flows whereas when in the morning if you choose to either read a book meditate have a cup of coffee watch the sunrise whatever it is you've got far more control and better able to handle whatever it is that you know you have throughout the day so sleep hygiene is very very critical it's not about the quantity of sleep but the quality of your sleep as well and like i said another thing which i always talk about as well is that from a soul perspective, it's about practicing, practicing gratitude. The more you're grateful for things, the more you're able to carry out things because the more of more of a healthier heart you have, the more wholesome you are, and the more you're appreciative you are of things that you have, it invites more things into your life. I always say that, you know what, guys, we tend to be, in better commas, depressed and sad because it's not going right, it's not going right. Take stock of what's going right and remind yourself that right now, where you are right now, you are living in your answered prayers. Wherever you are right now, you prayed to be where you are right now. The, the, the success, the woman that you are, the show that you're having, the success of it, these are all answered prayers. Mm -hmm. And to always remember to be grateful and practice gratitude. That is super, super, super key. Also, always encourage giving. Giving does something wonderful to the heart as well. It also just boosts your self-esteem a tad and makes you feel about, like a better person. You know, those are just some of the few things that you can actually do to basically just help yourself to may be able to manage your, 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 um, your mental well-being, you know, far better. And I always say as well, you know, relationships are super key, super important, aligned with people that have similar beliefs and principles as you. That is super, super key because you mentioned the fact that they do, you know, affect your energy and how you're vibrating, you know. So, and you need, and I'm not saying have yes people in your life. You need to have people that love you because people that love you will even tell you the truth, even when it's things a little bit. Mm -hmm. You need critical thinkers in your corner, you know, not yes people. So it's important to, actually have those relationships and to and to value them and understand that that's the people that are going to be like if you're on the if you're slipping off or you know they'll be like hey mm, lips mm, what's going mm. on you know bring it back to par so having you know a strong support system is super important and super key in terms of like just managing your mental health i mean those are just a few of the tips is i mean i could go on you know you know i know i know <laughs> but you, you honestly share so many gems and they change people's lives you spoke about gratitude and how what you're experiencing now, what you're living now mm. is an answered prayer, right? So let's mm. talk about some of these answered prayers. Cosmos Fitness Influencer of the Year, Trove Wellness. Let's talk about it. <laughs> how did all of those things come about? From you being somebody who worked in corporate mm. to being Juanita Kumalo, celebrated all over SA, and then being an entrepreneur with an incredibly mm. successful wellness business. So I always say to people that for me, again, when I was at that point in my life and I decided to do what I do, I never saw it as what it is or what would become of it. I mean, after I experienced my own journey with, you know, wellness and that's from a fitness and a mental health perspective, I was like to myself, I need to find a platform where I can share certain things because I was gaining a lot of traction on social media, but like because I didn't have a website, I'll post things, but then like they'll fall down as you post more and more and more. And people will be like, 
you know, hey Jay, ask them the same question or people answer the same questions. And I'm like, you know what, go down, go down to this post, or, you know. So it was very, I was just like, no man, there has to be a more efficient way of doing this. And I was like, huh, let's start a website. So basically for where people can find all sorts of like wellness content. And I was like, I want to have a website which will share tools, resources, which help empower women to become better versions of themselves. I saw what wellness did for me. And I was like, oh my goodness, everyone deserves to rise up to their best potential. And I'm going to use what I've learned and what I know to impart that to people so that they can equip themselves with those tools and resources. So the the website started that way. In the beginning, I wanted to call it Juanita, um, Get Fit With Draw. Thank God I didn't. Anyway, <laughs> so I was like, but I was like to myself, hmm, it doesn't sound professional. And I was like, the problem with that as well, the danger of having your business be your name as well, is that one day if Bonita, I don't know, is somewhere in, I don't know, caught doing some weirdest things, you know, obviously not true, but that means the name of the business goes down as well. So just like, it's not, it's not safe to do that. It's a bit of a risk. And also because, um, you, you, I want to create a separation between the two. I want to create an entity that lives above and beyond me. It's not about me. So I was like, even if I were to die tomorrow, it's fine. If we need to come out, you know, but the business or the name is continuing because it's a legacy, you know? And I was, you know, and then I started with a good friend of mine and we did a bit of brainstorming and the name came about Trove Wellness. And Trove basically is a store or a collection of delightful things. So we decided to create a collection of all wellness pillars. So that's where the play of words comes in. So Trove Wellness is basically a collection of all wellness pillars where we show tools, resources, which help you empower you mentally, emotionally, physically, and all other Respects. Apart from the articles that we have on nutrition and fitness, I mean, we've got a wellness database as well. So if you're looking for a person, because people used to ask me all the time, who's a personal trainer, X, Y, Z? I was like, look, there's a database where you can find uh, personal trainers any part of South Africa. The database also has a list of psychologists all around South Africa, psychiatrists, all around South Africa, nutritionists, as well as um, physiotherapists, all around South Africa, wellness practitioners, which if you ever needed help, just go to the website, click where you ever need to click, and the directory is right over there. And then, I mean, of course, I've got the podcast as well, which I haven't done in a bit of a minute, you know. So um, where we talk where I talk about everything health and everything well, wellness related. So basically, that's how it started. I was like, okay, cool, that's done. And then one day, I was like, I actually want to host a fitness bootcamp. I was like, something very small with friends and family at a park nothing hectic and then I had one you know and the turn the turnout was insane I had like a hundred people just like whoa I was shocked you know I was just like okay I was just like Bonita what is this and and I was like okay cool um let's have that and we had that you know and for me I told myself look I wanna make it make it look a little bit professional you know I took a little bit of money out got mm-hmm. mics and a, a little stage. bit professional <laughs> you guys have not seen this video that she made a no, little bit professional but, but this started I was like look I don't wanna shout at people like jump jump you yeah. know squat squat what you know I was just like no I got a, you know I got a few mics small little stage and that was that and I was like okay cool clearly there seems to be a demand for this so I was like okay people ask me when's the next one and that's when I was like well I don't wanna do it you know, let me do it professionally. And that's how I, the company got registered, you know, and it was never, let me, it never, it didn't start out as I want to build a wellness company, no. And I was like, okay, cool. If I want to do that, I want to charge people to come, but I don't want the money to go to my account. What am I going to do? I'm like, okay, cool. Let me start a company, you know, go register it, create a business bank account. And that's what I did. And then, um, 
the boot camps like literally just grew. I mean, we also the second one, um, professionally done again. I took some of my own money. I was like, look, um, at that point in time, when you're starting something, most brands, of course, they want to see the proof in the pudding, you know. And it, with any investor, in fact, most investors want to see what have you picked in or contributed. Because right at the time, if you don't put in your own, it means that you're not really deep into it, you know. So I was just like, look, to prove my saying you know? that. Thank you for <laughs> saying that. I hope everyone watching at home heard her say that. You need to validate your concept yeah. and you need to invest in your concept before yeah. anybody else Before can. you get anybody to buy into it. Because, because people look at Trove and I'm sure they think, oh, it was probably so easy. Like, no. you know, she's so no, great, no. so the money just came. But it's like, no. No, I mean, I think, I think you know, the, the second one was the second one. I, I used my bonus. Like, you know, let, no, literally, I used my entire bonus for that. End of the year, you know, what we'd probably use to, pick, to book holidays. And I was like, hey, cool, no. I took that entire money. I went and I was like, you know what, um, stage again. And I also, you know, printed out leaflets. I printed out goodie bags. I printed out a few banners here and there. Do you know, I was just like, look, I see what I'm doing. Because a lot of times, you, to you, it's just a, a dream or a vision or an idea. And you can't expect people to invest in that unless it's asking for your mom and your dad's friends to, you know, invest in you. Then maybe, but like majority of the time, that's not going to happen. So I was just like, look, are we growing? I was just like, but I want to, I have a vision where I want to take this. But you know what, every bit camp bit by bold i'm building towards that you know i've bought four banners now next time i'll get you know an additional four and that'll be eight you know and um and yeah i mean it's true the the second event also grew astronomically i mean um we had close to like 200 people at it and um you know what and it did so well and it was only then that i was like okay cool and i also invested in a team like a videography team you know professionally uh, professionally shot videos content pictures and then yeah and then i and i told i went to i went to brands and i was like guys Mm. this is what i've been doing this is what it is this is how many people we're bringing this is how it looks like and for me i was like when i created even the trove logo all i said to myself is that it needs to be on the same level as version active as some of the most global brands as apple when you put the trove logo right there it needs to belong and say i'm international or i'm yes. global yes. you know so that's how that for me that was it i was like it needs to live within those brands because that's where it's going to live at mm. so even when i went to brands and i was like guys um yeah your brand your logos can exist next to this name mainly because i've done my due diligence i've put in the hard work this is the execution this is how it works out no 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 and that's when they were like, okay cool and then some started putting in money behind it and then third one you know people are like, okay cool hey actually so every single event was basically a case study for me to grow my business up until and then by the by the, th- by, by, by the time we went to the fourth one we had gotten an investor because they realized and saw the potential of trove and what it is and that is after hosting three four funding it myself and creating the right experiences the right execution because professionalism is very important and mm. if you you need to take yourself seriously if you want to be taken seriously so i think the male is like look <laughs> <laughs> Those are gems. <laughs> you need, you need to, to take yourself, yourself seriously yeah. if you want to be taken seriously. 100%, you know? So, I mean. <laughs> and that's how Trove grew. And I mean, the last event, we had it. Um, we had, I mean, we had close to like 800 ladies. It was sold out. It was in downtown. And Trove is actually the second biggest um, event in South Africa. Um, yeah, there's one company which does it great. Amazing. I mean, that's a media company. They've been around for more than 20 years, I believe. Mm. So to be able to execute that at that level and at that time I mean I was just an influencer and to be able to (laughs) clearly not just an influencer (laughs) because you got investors 800 people and it wasn't just downtown Josie it was actually one of the biggest venues yeah like you're playing it down this thing guys 
please go to her page, click on the link, watch that video. You will see how back it is. Like, yeah, it was it was really, really amazing. And um, I think, and I mean, COVID happened, but I mean, we do plan on, um, we've got the date set after 2022. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what for me, part of my job as well this year has been to just show people the importance of just, of course, um, of vaccinating as well, because herd immunity means we are better able to fight the disease and we are better able to open up the economy mm-hmm. and go back to the way things were. And like, yeah, I mean, so 2020 did happen, which was a bit of a halt because we had to cancel all the events for the rest of the year because mm-hmm. we are impacted directly by COVID-19 regulations, you know. And I think, look, it's by God's grace and I'm still here. Um, I remember at some point last year, actually, I almost, almost went back into corporate because best believe, like based on how the, 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 the um, investment agreement was structured, you were supposed to have repaid back because it wasn't a, uh, it wasn't a, it wasn't equity. And equity. I'm grateful that I didn't, you know, because yeah. guys don't do it. Equity should be a very, very last option. Yeah. Don't give equity. That's like getting, that's like getting married, actually. Yeah, it is. It's getting yeah. married. You might as well just oh, go no, get married. You have to listen to and like, they like yeah. to listen to you. You know, but the danger of it was that it had to repay it. And the projections were where we had made, we were going to repay it by, um, by June. You know, 2020. Was the interest on the payments? Uh, just it was minimal. Up? It was okay. minimal. It was really next to nothing. So, so for us, the way things were, we were, we had, I had major, major investors. You know, not investors, um, brand partners that were, you know, had, you know, had come on board, you know, as co-partners to the event. So by June, we'd already been able to uh, pay you know, the investors back. And mind you, we had broken even by our third event, in fact. So, and then 2020 happened. And then I was like, it was one of those ways, snap, mm. what are we going to do? Luckily, the investors were kind enough to understand that unfortunately COVID happened and truly it was something beyond all our all, all our control, yeah. you know. But it was a very scary thing also because like part of the agreement was that should we default, they would have ownership to throw. Like, mm. <laughs> Listen, 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 and then you have COVID. <laughs> things are right. Your predictions were fantastic. Listen, yeah, man, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then boom, COVID, daddy. Oh, CC. So that was extremely scary. I mean, those are just some of the behind the scenes things we had to manage and deal with, you know. And then, you know, um, so, 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 luckily, the investors, like I said, were kind enough to understand that it really, 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 really was beyond our expectations. Um, and when, as and when we get back into things in 2022, we'll relook the structure again. So pretty much 2020 was a bit of a rocky, but a rocky one. It started great, but the rest of it was a bit rocky. Mm. And yeah, and I think, look, also the important thing I learned from COVID-19 is just the importance of diversification because I think also had I not established certain other, having other income streams, I would not have been able to survive because I mean the primary company, you know, has really been put on hold, right? Like shut down, boom. You know, so so I think for me, I'm grateful as well for, you know, I always talk about the adaptability quotient. It's, you know, how adaptable you are. And that is so key, especially because you never know when, what's going to happen, when things are going to happen, you know. So for us, we're able to, you know what, jumpstart from a digital footprint. And that's where we are going to for the rest of 2022, 2023. Mm-hmm. This has been about putting certain mechanisms in place to make sure that the company said, because ultimately that's what we plan to do. We plan to automate the business, we're planning going into food, planning going into nutrition, planning going into other spheres of wellness as well. A and whole there's conglomerates, a yeah, look, like listen, taking over the listen, world. that's exactly that's exactly what we're gonna do. And I'm so excited about I'm yeah. so excited about it all. Black you know? Magic, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I mean people have been asking about the events, so those are coming back next year. Um so yeah, um 
And yeah, I'm, I'm right now. I'm grateful once again. Like I said, to the grace of God that happened to be here, and um, yeah, all's not lost. And I'm actually, I'm actually far more happier right now than I've ever been. Which is a bit of a strange one. I always tell people that mainly because you know what, had it not been for the lessons I've learned, you know, in my wellness or mental wellness path the lessons, some of the tips I've shared, you know, some more I can share with you over time, I wouldn't have been able to be this person right here. And, you know, 2020, 2021 rocked most of us in many, many different ways. We lost family members, we lost jobs. It's just been a very weird time. We all struggled with our mental well-being, being cooked up at home. It's not easy, you know? And I just want to say that if you are here watching this right now, consider yourself just lucky to be breathing and to be alive. And let's start practicing gratitude by being grateful for the little things that just, you know, being alive and being here mm. and being able to be on such wonderful platforms <laughs> guys i have to end it here i don't want to but if i continue we're gonna, we're gonna two talk hours. for the whole day we can things ready to say where i'm like okay i want to ask her about that and that but i think to sum it up it's the attitude of gratitude really that's what Juanita has displayed and shown us through her I love journey that. Attitude you know of gratitude. the attitude of gratitude and how that. being grateful for what you have where you are where you come from and where you're going mm. actually allows you to enjoy the present oh yeah that's what i got from what you told us today over and above all the other gems i think to sum it up it's that attitude of gratitude and it's contagious and infectious juanita thank you so much for coming on the level lion show you were incredible. I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't be anywhere, I wouldn't be anywhere else, guys. I mean, I have so much profound respect for you as well, Thank just you. for the hard work that you're doing and to be able to create. But you, you, you are really one of the most dedicated and hardworking people, and I can see. Definitely, guys. The setup, all of this, guys. It's not, you know, it's it's like you talk about. Like it's play. not, it's not just play, play, Why guys. Guys, that? there's a lot of investment that's going in over here, and 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 <laughs> and I think I'll just want. I mean, a lot of times, I think also you probably have this quite a lot where we've got aspiring content creators ask us, you know, what to do, or how do we got to grow, and you know, some of the things which you agree to, just about taking yourself seriously and just. You know, and that is super important. And if you you need to see that vision through before mm -hmm. you expect anybody else to jump on board and be like, I want to be a part of this. So I'm, for one, extremely, extremely proud of you. You've Thank created you. like this <laughs> is going to grow. And yeah. listen, listen here, listen here. Yes. I'm letting you know it's going to grow globally. <laughs> yes. So I am extremely honored um, to be here sitting with you today. Hopefully, it will be very interesting to sit down again in the next 10 years' time and just reflect back on it. would be. And this, if right? I'm going to do what Oprah did and just do a whole right? road show and I talk to all my friends. And I'm going to be like, you know what, guys? Before she became this multi-global, you know? Look at us. Look at us. Exactly. We begin somewhere, you know? And the beginning is beautiful, yeah. you know? So And the process is beautiful. Guys, please don't forget to subscribe. Click like. Tell your friends about the show. Comment. I'll always respond to comments because I love to know what you have to say. And thank you so much for tuning in to The Level Lion Show. See you next time on another episode with another phenomenal woman. Because I got class, level lion with the impact. You be lying, that's a real fact. Come let me teach you a lesson. Come let me teach you a lesson. Level lion with the tweets. Follow me back to my nest.